0: Welcome to another edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the hosts. And to my right is a man who battled the chili from a Guatemalan insane asylum this past weekend, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight?
2: (laughs) Well, just call me Chief Wigum, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would lose that battle. I don't have the wax that Homer Simpson. I just say you have to took a candle
0: to uh, yeah. survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh man, I'm d- I'm doing well. I'm ready to go. How are you this week?
0: I'm ready to go too, my friend. It's, it's, it's a special day. We got a special guest. But before we go on, we just want to remind you about our social media channels right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, and yeah, even TikTok. At nocredsrq, Facebook.com forward slash nocredsrq, and on YouTube, it's YouTube.com forward slash nocredsrq. If you're watching right now on Facebook or YouTube, just want to remind you to smash that like button. Smash it responsibly. And on the audio side, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. And also, don't forget to rate and review. No matter how awesome it sounds or how ugly it is, we may even read your review on the air. And because this is a live show, we want to hear from you. Dustin, I know you've been waiting all week to hear this, the beautiful, beautiful sound of wanting people to comment. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me. That's right, folks. This is a live show, it's an audience-driven show. We want you to engage and comment. Comment on, the sh- comment on the show, whether, again, you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, and, yeah, I'm even broadcasting to Twitter tonight. Leave a comment. We want to hear from you. But before we do anything tonight, before Dustin and I go into our panel discussion, we're going to bring in our special guest. He is from Barstool Sports. He's also from the Exit 52 podcast. We've got Eric Arditi. Eric how are we doing today, pal? How's things in in, in Birdland?
1: Things are good. Things are good. Everyone is hydrated um with the Dong Bong and you know just we're, we're <laughs> I read today that we're like like percent into the baseball season which kind of made me sad, but other than that, I think we're we're good, you know. We're we're rocking and rolling down here.
0: Yeah, so explain so to people who are who are kind of foreign to the Dong Bong, explain it to us please.
1: <laughs> so last year the Orioles you know every team comes up with something they do after a home run or a big hit you know we saw the turnover chain in football a lot and teams are kind of playing off that um and last year the Orioles I forget when it may have been like early June or something like that they debuted a home run chain you know home run you get the big chain you wear it around the dugout you wear it in the next or the innings or the next guy hits a home run then you pass it on so the whole offseason everyone was like what are we doing with the home run chain? Because they started playing awesome after that. And I don't know if it was a coincidence or what, but it's like, this, we got to keep this going. So going into the season, it's like, what are we going to do? What are they going to do? Are they going to have something up their sleeve? And it was like, it was last Monday, Ryan Mountcastle hit the home run against the A's and I'm watching, I'm eating dinner watching the game and I look over and I just, I hit the home run. I'm like, Oh, nice. here we go. I'm tweeting about it. I go back to eating dinner. And then I look over again and I see him with a funnel and a hose in the dugout and he's drinking from it. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? So then immediately it just spread like wildfire on, on social media. And it's the dong bong and the Orioles don't want to call it the dong bong. The players call it the Homer hose. But I've heard, I mean, I was at the game on Tuesday and I'm yelling, you know, you dong it, we bong it. Um, what is it like slam it or uh, something and chug it. It, it, rip it and sip it. There's there's been a ton. So it, it's been a fun week. In the dong bong, uh, in the Dongbong world. So again, we're staying <laughs> so,
2: The
1: marketing uh, rights itself for a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Again, I can understand why the Orioles would not want to call the Dongbong. I get it. It's fine. The Homer hose is okay. I said, if you guys keep on winning, I'll call it whatever the heck you want me to call it. <laughs> hey, and you can sell T-shirts from it, which
0: actually coincidentally you already have.
1: <laughs> have two of them sitting right we're going to the game tomorrow i gotta to decide if i want my black or my orange one so yeah we'll nice
0: see. nice well i, I may ha- i may i may uh off air i may offer you an exchange for a, a no crunch required t-shirt for the dongbong, a dongbong t-shirt
2: so, <laughs> <laughs> we we'll, negotiate.
0: we'll negotiate we'll <laughs> negotiate so i wanted to talk about this article you wrote recently actually yesterday on on a barstool sports about the reverse boycott that's taking place in oakland on june 13th how did you hear about it did you just come across it on the on the social
1: media that what on social media what how'd you find out about this so oh, the way that i write a lot of my blogs is is i try and always have a blog up at least in the morning and i'll, I'll look for stuff at night and again if i'm too tired or sorry if it's too late and i don't feel like doing it i'll save it for the next morning but i'll, I'll you know Start a blog and just have the article in there. But I'll go to Reddit and I'll go to you know Twitter and all that. Reddit's one, and I'll kind of just scroll down. I go to the MLB Reddit page and just scroll down that and read what's happening, see what's going on, things that I may have missed or anything like that. And that was one of the ones I saw. It was like, A's, uh, A's fans are planning a reverse boycott. And I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. And I clicked on it and I read the article. And you know, SI had already written about it. So I'm like, oh, nice. Okay, like, I think this will be my blog for tomorrow. So I typed it up and you know, I sent it in. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was it on social media. I think he got over like two million views on Twitter alone, like just just the tweet oh, wow. itself with the blog in there. I, I was like, I was shy. I didn't think it, you know anything would come of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a super interesting idea. I think we're all familiar with the A's and the struggles that they're going through financially, and and the support from their fans and the play on the field. And I I did think it was interesting because I mean I'm guilty of it too. I turn you know West Coast baseball. I turn on an an open game and I see. 8500 7500 people there and it's like oh, this fan base stinks like nobody goes and the guy i forget his name the guy who who you know kind of organized this listen we want to show that it's not it's too us clear. We're, we're it's too clear too clear yes yep yeah so he goes it's not us it's not the fans we would support a good team i mean you look they they were i think they won 86 games in 2021 i think like yeah you know, they went to
0: the, they went to the playoffs they went to the mm-hmm. playoffs
1: yeah That's yeah funny. and and we've seen them have really good, I mean, the early 2000s teams were awesome. And money, you know, yes. there's the whole money ball thing. Moneyball. But if you if they if they field a competitive team and a good team, they're gonna have fans. So I, I thought the guy's point was interesting where he said, listen, they trade away any person with a heartbeat that had that shows an ounce of talent. We want to show, you know, major league baseball in the ownership. Like you know, we can show out if we want to. We don't want to, which I get, which they're like, I'm not gonna pay major league money. see a triple-A roster and we had that issue with the Orioles a couple years ago so they're doing the reverse reverse boycott and I mean we've seen boycotts the Orioles had one in like 2007 that didn't work someone said the Browns did one outside of their one of their games one time um so yeah it's just a really interesting thing um I like that they they didn't do it like oh and we're gonna do it on Wednesday or we're gonna do it on Friday you know because it's like they they did it in June they're gonna do it in June because people get time to buy tickets and I, my first thought was the the A's are going to have to hire a lot more, uh, you know, concession workers, and parking people, things like that. And it's like there's this whole kind of trickle down effect. But I thought it was an awesome idea, it's a, kind of a cool story, um, in general. And and you know, it it, it it'll be interesting that night. I I know I'll damn sure be tuned into the Oakland game to see forty eight, you know, fifty thousand people packed into the Coliseum. I said, if anything. It's gonna be a hell of a time in the in the fans if we're in that ballpark. It would be like a block party. I feel like just
0: yeah. I, I want to see fun. Mo- I want to see mosh pits. I want to see I want to see <laughs> guys diving off dive it off and slamming into tables. I want to see I want I want to see dong bongs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, can they borrow the dong bong nice. They can borrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I got no problem. We can send them out there.
2: <laughs> now it is, though, your point about them getting rid of anybody with a the talent. They did it this offseason with Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. Sean Murphy got that contract with the Braves. So it just is – it's one of those things. And uh, I think I, – I read the article as well, and I, I second your point because they want to prove that it's not – that it's not like they're just not showing up. And usually when you hear a boycott, it's in negative terms. So I like that they're kind of putting – a positive spin on it, if you will. They're taking it in a different direction because uh, I remember those, those devil rays. I think there were back in their devil ray days. I think uh, there was a boycott outside the trop, and the fans were panning, uh, chanting. We want, we want uh, the, I forget what the rhyme was, but it ended with the moly poo. They said not <laughs> Namoli moly poo. I can't remember what that was, but you know, they had a whole chant going and everything and they were boycotting it because the team had been horrible for years and that's mm-hmm. not the case with the A's, as as you just said, they they fielded some good teams, and not, and it's not like it's twenty years ago either.
0: So, um, and, and the funny part is that on the thirteenth, they're playing Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's,
1: that's, and I think serious. they did that on purpose because someone had said, "Well, they should do it against the Yankees when half the stadium will be filled with Yankee fans anyway." And someone else no, on Reddit was it's like,
0: effective." No, doing,
1: yeah, like I think they're doing this on purpose. So again, just show like we can get 50,000 there if we wanted, not 25 or whatever. I don't know how many mm-hmm. Yankee fans live in Oakland, but I'm sure a ton. But, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting too.
0: So, I mean, it, looking at this, reading your article, and you, we see a lot of the players who have been who've been traded or have signed with other teams over the last couple of years. Is that the primary reason? Do you think that's the primary reason why the, this reverse, boy, reverse boycott is happening? Or could the stadium that – whole of a stadium known as is it mcafee stadium now is a mcafee park uh, it's, I, to me it's it's always been an oakland alameda coliseum yeah and it's always it's how it's always been is that the other part the of the reason hole. or it's just particularly just it's a black hole it's a black hole yeah exactly if you're a raiders fan it's a black hole but could it be one of those two reasons or could it be just a mix of those two
1: i i think it's definitely a mix of them um because again look it it, I forget where I read this, but it was a couple of years ago and they said, you know, there's probably six teams that go into a major league season thinking we're, we want to compete for a World Series. We want to win a World Series. Obviously, everyone wants to. But there are t- the Pirates haven't done it. The Orioles haven't done it. The Nationals haven't done it recently. The, again, the A's, the Royals, you know, recently. And, and you know, some of these teams, again, I think the owners are more than happy going into a season. Knowing they're going to lose, and because again, the owners are going to make their money. They, you know, they're going to make oh, money whether they win or TV, let, when, whether TV, they TV their, money, TV money, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, uh, just anything, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it's I don't know. It is kind of different, but but I, I it's definitely a, a, um, a little bit of both because of that, I mean, you know, if they were a good team, they probably would get a new ballpark. But it's it seems all. It also seems like this owner, I forget his name, and I've written tons of blogs about him. But it just seems like, in the back of their mind, they know they don't want to stay in Oakland. They want to go to Vegas. They want to follow the Raiders. They want to get the bright, shiny new stadium, you know, in Vegas, and and put the dome on it because it's 135 degrees there in the summer, and you can't play outside, you know. So, so I don't. I mean, it, it It's kind of like Major League, where the owners like, you know,
0: you know. That was my next question. Win? That's my next question. That's my next question. In alternate universe, could you see a a major league situation like uh, like this?
1: Hey, there's only, you know, there's only thing one, there's, what, what do you say? There's one thing left to do, like, in the whole damn thing. Like, you know, I don't know if they got Pedro Serrano with the snakes down in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> they had the possums up in the, uh, in the broadcast booth. But I don't, again, from the outside looking in, it seems like that is an ownership group that has mailed it in. You know, I mean, they're kind of just. I, I don't know. It's bizarre because I, I met up with Dallas Braden last week when I was at the Oriole game because he he, he you know uh, announced for the team, and I'm yep. buddies with him from when he was at Barstool. He gave us tickets and all that, so I met up with him out to the game. And you know, I the Orioles were down seven to three, and they ended up winning, I think, twelve to eight. And you know, I kind of <laughs> just looked at him and I said, "Sorry." And he just you know he said, "This team, he just you know they got nobody." He said, I like the young players they have, but they can't do anything against, you know, these major league lineups and stuff like that. So, and it sucks because again, I mean, Dallas is a great guy. I We sit in the Oakland friends and family section and I'm yep. sitting with the parents of, you know, Kevin Smith, the shortstop who went to Maryland, who's from Albany. He's from up your way. Kevin um, yep. and Kevin Herter were best friends growing up. So that was kind of cool, but you know, they're going, I, I think there was 11,000 that night and, and I said, Oh, it's kind of a bad crowd. And Kevin Smith's parents, we would kill to have this at the college, you know, in Oakland. We would kill to have eleven thousand on a Tuesday night, and it's yeah. just like, man, you like, feel bad for these guys making their major league debuts in front of nobody. Like, you know, yeah. these guys who are just—I don't know—like in front of three diehards and a possum in the in the, in the booth. yeah. You can hear everything people are saying about you, you know? so I don't. It, it's a funky situation. I think at some point MLB has to step in, and either hey, you know piss or get off the pot guys either you got to move or you got to we got to do something here because again it's it's just good i can't believe it's 2023 and we're still having a team play you know it's like you, you will see a tweet once a year where it's like oh the visitors bathroom like you know there was there was sewage coming up from the, in the visitors clubhouse and so they had their dress in the hallway or something like that it's like what how yeah is this, how's this made with <laughs> baseball like how is this a thing it's crazy. Uh,
2: yeah, it's just crazy. I think I'm looking up the owner. I think the current owner is John J Fisher. So, yep. I think that's uh who it is, but you know, the more the more you speak about the situation and I don't know that much about it, but it just reeks of like a Sonic situation where Clay Bennett, he came in, he bought the team, he said he wanted to keep him in Seattle and that was never the intention. He wanted to move him to Oklahoma City the whole time. And uh, you know, it just it just I hope it doesn't break this way for the A's, but it just sounds like Vegas or bust, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I, again, everything you hear is like, oh, well, they have thing with downtown Oakland or, you know, down of the Bay Area and they were going to put a, a, a $600 billion stadium and this and that. And you see the renderings and you're like, that looks awesome. And then you realize and then, you know, something else will come out and it's like, oh, well, the taxpayers are going to have to afford it, and the taxpayers don't want to do that. So I think because I of think course they amazing. are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like – but I, I think you're right because I think it's them being like, look, we want to stay, but we just don't have the money. Yeah, I guess we'll just go to Vegas. And it's like you know – like it's, it's a, not a mantra, but you know what they're doing. They know like, look, guys, we tried to get a, a brand-new the art facility downtown next to the Bay, but you didn't pay for it, so we're going to leave. And yep. It's also like, you know, again, you strip the team down to the nuts and – I mean to the, the bare nuts and bolts, and it's like – and then when they're like, you know, the ownership will cry. Well, nobody's coming. And it's like because you're not putting a good product out on the field, why would we come? Which, again, it's like it's just that continuous circle. Like you don't put a good – you don't go put a good product in the field. Nobody comes. You complain that nobody comes. You threaten to move, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, and it's just this this complete – it's just a, the time is a flat circle. It's just over and over and over.
0: Yeah. Do you think other major fans and really league teams will do this too, considering the Angels – the Tigers, some of those teams, some of these teams who haven't been in the playoffs in a while, do you think they'll follow suit too, or is just, or is just a
1: one time? Is this going to just be a one time phenomenon? Just held to Oakland. I think it's like, I think it's it's if you look, I think it's Oakland, and I think it's a team like Tampa, where again the the ballpark situation is not great for both places. There, I mean, those are God, they have to be the two worst stadiums, ballparks, whatever you want to call them, baseball. Um, and, yeah. again, it's like they're kind of polar opposites because the Rays seem to just do it no matter what. They don't care. They'll play in the Sandlot. And, and, you know, with whatever roster they have, and they'll still win 95 games each. You know, forget about them if they don't spin big like the Yankees or the uh, the Red Sox. Um, but, no, I, I don't think – like, I don't think a team like Detroit or, or or L.A. or anything like that would ever up and leave. I think it's, it's much harder for teams to, like, leave because, again, we have this down in Baltimore where the Angelos family – the, the brothers are fighting one brother that who basically controls the Orioles has the house in Nashville. So the rumor is like, Oh, he wants to bring the Orioles to Nashville. I think baseball would have a conniption. If that tried to happen, if they took the Orioles out of Camden yards and just left this ballpark, that's again, a top five, three ballpark in baseball. There's no way they're letting that happen. I, and that's what I tell people. Um, so I don't, it's, and again, it's much harder. I think before, what was it before the Nats moved from Montreal, which again, is that's kind of a, a fluke situation because of the Expos and everything that MLB had to do. Yep. The last team to move was like the Rangers, or I guess the Senators from D.C., you know, not a new team. Yep. That that was like the last team, and it was like 50 years ago. So I think it's a very rare thing. I, I don't think it's going to be something that like you're going to see every couple of years, like, you know, a team hopping around. I think it's just going to be Oakland and possibly the um, – the Rays, but I don't think a team like Royals again, that's just, there's such like a pure classic baseball, town. like people would riot it there if, if right. they lost the Tigers and the Angels, I don't think anyone would care if they lost them, but it's LA. So I think they're going to, they're going to keep that team. You know, that's like the, it's like the eighth best thing that people want to do in LA is go to the Angels. <laughs> game. The, the eighth or the 80th. So
0: you don't really, we don't really know it's LA. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, I have no idea. It could be
1: just East coast. talking about LA. LA. I have no idea. Yeah.
0: I do have one comment uh, to for, to note. Uh, Kevin Wilson says, "I've been to Oak, to see Oak, Oakland play. It's the worst experience I've ever had at a baseball game." Oh man! And uh, our buddy Wonka the same. He says, the same." says, "Time is a pancake for what it's worth." Delicious, <laughs> delicious stacks I, of pancakes. I like
2: pancakes. I like pancakes. Uh, Light and fluffy.
0: <laughs> Light and fluffy. <laughs> so before before you go, Eric, I I, I I do want to touch upon a couple things with the uh, with the with your beloved Orioles. Uh, is this Orioles team a playoff team?
1: I I say going into the season, I thought they could be. I think their Vegas had their over under. I saw anywhere from like seventy five and a half to seventy eight and a half, which I, I thought was a little low. Um, I thought they got better this off season, and and again, it's just like kind of law of averages. Like I thought they would be better because of the we're getting the um what is it called the not a universal schedule I can't think of it, but like they're not playing they're 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 playing all the teams. So instead of playing the Yankees 19 times and the Red Sox 19 times and the Rays 19 times, they're only playing them 13 times. So I think that has the Orioles more than any other team in baseball just because of how brutal the AL East is. Yeah. So um they, they you know that I thought right away that's going to help them a lot because. Again, you used to look up and whoever won the AL East that year, that was a team that went sixteen and three or seventeen and two with It was like whoever could beat the Orioles the most will win the division. It was just that's how it was. Mm. Um I thought their pitching would be much better. It's not. It's it is bad. Um they 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 have a lot of guys who over everyone in their bullpen overperformed last year and we thought it was great. And now we're seeing some of those guys kind of come back down to earth and probably are more or closer to what they actually are and it's frustrating because again we saw a guy like cnl perez come out of nowhere last year and he was untouchable and bad this year and a couple other guys and they're still missing some bullpen pieces so there's plenty of time for them to get that right but um i i definitely think it can be a, a playoff team i mean the, the way they hit the ball they're top three or five in a lot of offensive categories i think going into yesterday second in the in, the, in runs um they're gonna hit. They're, they're they're gonna hit. They have more guys coming on the way. Like, that's the problem because it's a good problem to have. You know, the A's would love to have this problem. They have so many prospects. They're just gonna have to trade a couple of them. And again, I'd rather have any prospects than not enough. Um, I'll tell you that much. I've been to that. I've been there when there aren't enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, led by Adley Rutschman, who I've been I've been talking about him since 2018, when the Orioles had the first over. You know, they had the first overall pick in 19, but I knew they were gonna get it in 18. So I was already doing research on him, and I, you know, for years I've been banging the drum like this guy's the real deal. This guy's the real deal. Comes up last year, slow start, and then he just takes off, and that's when the Orioles took off last year. If you, you can literally pinpoint to when Adley got called up and the team started playing better, so it's you know something about him. He's just guys, guys just play well around him, and he's elevated everyone. And then a guy like Gunnar Henderson, the number one prospect in baseball, who's batting like a buck fifty right now, but he has an on base percentage of like three sixty. So even if he's not hitting, he's getting on. Cedric Mullins is starting to round the form, and, you know, they've they've got guys, and they're going to hit. It's it's all about the pitching, especially in the ALEs. So I think if the pitching does get better, we can see them make a run. If the pitching stays like this, it's going to be hard because you can't win every game 11 to 10, you know, 15 to 14. It's it's a lot of fun, but it's, it wears on your heart, I'll tell you that. Um, just one of these games, I would love a good blowout, but – the pitching just doesn't seem to have it in them right now. Again, I know we're two and a half weeks in or two weeks in, or whatever. So a lot of time left for them to get right and and to you know get this back on track. So
0: yeah, you talked about Adley Rushman. Can, uh, can he is he a bona fide MVP candidate? I know we're very very early into the season, but unbiased opinion of uh, unbiased opinion, uh, could Adley <laughs> I, be a bona fide candidate?
1: I think absolutely. I think he is. I think he is a switch hitting Buster Posey. Like he has again, Buster. Whatever Buster had, like it, Adley has it. I don't know how to describe it. You know, nobody knows what it is, but you can tell when a guy has it, he has it. And and Adley again. I mean, it's, it's you know, you look back at Thursday. You know, tie game, bottom of the ninth against Oakland. It's game saw that. Where he to win. You know, yep. one pitch into the bottom of the ninth, boom. You know, walk off or going home. The next night in Chicago. They're down. They were down. I think three to one. They were. They, they just couldn't get anything going. Adley up at the plate. What does he do? Bases, bases clearing double. It's like he comes up in the big moments all the time. His on base percentage is up around five hundred. And again, we're we're two weeks into the season, and and I get some. The, the stats are still fluky. You know, you, the guy, uh, uh, um, what's his name? I forget from the Marlins isn't going to hit five hundred for the rest of the year. I, I said at the beginning of the year, I think Adley could lead baseball in on base percentage. His walks. Going into yesterday or today, he was second in baseball in walks behind Soto. And yeah, I mean, he's a catcher who plays. He's playing every single day. They're either, you know, at catcher or DH'ing him. He puts together a good at bats. I've watched every game this year, every at bat from him. I can count two bad at bats that he had where I'm going, what are you doing, dude? Like you gotta, you gotta have a better at bat. And it's it's two. I mean, it's it's incredible. He looks like he looks like a veteran up there. He's just I mean, everything about him is professional. I think he's an absolute bona fide, you know, MVP candidate. It's going to be hard with Judge and Otani because they're going to do their thing. But, like, I'm hoping the voters get some, like, LeBron fatigue where, like, LeBron could have won a MVP in the last 15 years. It's the same thing with Mahomes. We're seeing it now where they're like, oh, well, Judge won the last year, Otani two years ago. Like, let's, let's you know, let, let's sprinkle some votes on Adley. So I, I definitely – I. My like hot take at the beginning of the year was Adley finishes top five at the uh, in MVP and and I tweeted the other day I said now I feel like an idiot because he'll probably finish one or two like he's just that good and again if you haven't watched him if you if you can get an Oriole game on TV watch him because every night he does something where you're like this kid's incredible he, he's just he's so much fun and I, I really do think he's the real deal.
0: I, I did watch that game on Thursday uh, when he hit that when he hit that uh, home run. Wednesday Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, one of those days. Yeah, I was yeah. had in the background at work while I was working. on it, had in the background just to kill the time between you know for work. So yeah, he's. The, I think he's definitely a, could be definitely a, a MVP candidate. Dustin, what do you? What's your opinion on the matter? I mean, I think
2: if you go if you go the super traditional route of like MVP as what they actually bring to the team. There is no denying, and I—I'm a Yankees fan, so I don't know much about Baltimore. I don't pretend to, but mm-hmm. Adley Rutschman, from all accounts, like you were saying, Eric, he has it, and he has—it's clear that he has impacted the culture in Baltimore. People want to play well around him. He—he he gets people believing. Um, people were coming out and saying, "Hey, look! I know this kid is young, but he is the leader of the team." They're even talking about how. He's going to be a calming influence on Grayson Rodriguez as the as the season continues because they have they have played together and he knows mm-hmm. Adley knows how to, uh, for lack of a better term, he knows how to uh, guide pitchers to pitch a game. So it, it there's just a lot and given the position that he plays, I mean, if he puts up numbers at catcher, people are going to say, well, catchers don't typically do this. So, I think that also helps his case. Um, we've seen offensive catchers like the kind of people still talk about Piazza because of the offensive juggernaut he was at catcher. And I think that's going to, mm-hmm. I think that could help Adley's case as well. So, I think he's got a
0: shot. Yeah. And, and Buster Posey, as you mentioned, Eric, he's another op- great offensive catcher from the past decade. You, you know, it's, 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 we, every, it seems like every decade we have one transcendent catcher who is, an offensive juggernaut, and I think mm-hmm. Rutschman is is going to be one. Is going to be that guy who's going to mm-hmm. be
1: that offensive catcher. And it's it's scary too because again, the people I talked to are like, again, his offense is great. He, he's 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 a little lacking from the right side as a switch hitter, but he's still. I mean, he's in the right side definitely. And last year was really the first bad year that he's had from the right side, whether it be in college or you know in the minors. But his defense is—I mean, he's—he's really—he was second in defensive run saved behind, um, what's his name, uh, Trevino, and up in um, New York last year. And it's like the guy played—you know—he came up in late May, so he's based yeah. for two months of the season, and he was second in baseball in defensive run saved from the catcher position. So you know, like a like that really jumps out at me, being like, oh my god, like that. Again, you want to talk about a way that he impacts. You know the ball club, everything. Like you talked about the relationship with him and Grayson, you nailed that because, like, one of the things that he does that people kind of clowned on, like outside fans, like not Oriole fans, early on, was after every inning he walk, he meets the the pitcher halfway, and he gives him a and he daps him up or he gives him a hug or he does something like that, and they were like, you know, where did that start? And he said, I did it in high school and you know, like little league, just to kind of pump the guys up. You know, it doesn't matter. Pitcher could give up ten runs in inning, he could have an immaculate inning. And yeah. and he's out there giving him a high five or, pump. you know, you'll see times in late innings when him and the guy are chest bumping and they're getting into it. And I'm looking around like, yes, let's go. Like I'm pumped. I can only imagine what the guys, you know, the pitchers are feeling and the guys in the dugout. So like you said, this trickle down effect and and he just he's just a born leader. Again, the guy's 25 years old. He's been up for not even a year. And he is no doubt the question, you know, no question about the face of the franchise and the leader of this team. So it's fun that it seems like it's worked out. And he's been the like he's the guy because I again, I put all I pushed everything in the middle. I'm going all in on him. And I it, it feels good to finally hit on one You know, just to, to knock this one out of the park, I think.
0: Eric and I know you got to take off in a couple minutes, but I do have one more question for you. It's not baseball related, but it's actually football related. And I know you were a sideline reporter for the Arena Football Network back in the day. Mm-hmm. The Arena Football is supposedly coming back in twenty twenty four. I would love to get your opinion on it. Um, for me, it's I'll see it when I believe it. But uh, from our, our mutual friend Tim Capper from ArenaFan.com, the uh, founder, co founder, the founder of ArenaFan.com, had an interview with Lee Dutton the third. Last week, uh, announcing that he, they're looking at different uh, different cities like St. Louis and Minneapolis and Salt Lake City, but I, I want to get your opinion on the matter uh, in return in regards to the Arena Football League. Do you think it makes a comeback? And if so, um,
1: how huge would it be? I hope so. I mean, again, I, you know, I met I met a lot of fun, cool people. Again, you included, like you know, in that that the two or three years I spent, I spent the one summer doing the um, the sideline report work brigade for two years prior um but yeah i mean you know meeting the people again getting to interact with the players and all that like i said you you've met them you know you know the guys and, and you know it, it was awesome i thought it, it was really cool because that was really my first you know dipping my toe into the arena football i'd watch it on tv and you know everything else like that but being on the you know being on the turf and being in the end zone and on the bench and stuff like that like a lot of fun. um I hope it comes back uh, that was because again i thought it was a great product like I think a lot you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, these guys aren't you know, they're 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 bad football players. They're but this or that. And it's like being down there again in the in the in the bench or on the field for some of these games, being like, Joe should be in the NFL. Like, why is Darius Prince not in the NFL? Like why, you know right. uh, how does Tommy Grady not get a look? How would – you know the stuff like that. And it's like these guys are awesome football players. And and yeah. again, I, to me I liked it better because they were I, I I respected it a lot because they were better people, like they, they were very cool and he no problem talking to me in the middle of a game i'm interviewing right. you know um coaches you know i'm interviewing keep and in the offensive huddle and stuff like that so th- that stuff was really cool i would love to see it come back i have talked to john stark a little bit um it's funny because like the day he run you know he's he's part of the uh, arena fan with um yep. with him yep and i think it was the day that that article came out the day that it was in we had talked a little he had texted me it was like yo do you see this you know i put a blog up on barstool about it and then that night I go out to get dinner and I'm at Chipotle and who's, who's in the line behind who comes in, you know, two, you know, minutes after I do is John. So we talked about it and I looked at him and I just said, we getting the band back together? Like, are we doing this? And he's like, <laughs> you've already got interview requests out to, you know, the commissioner and all that stuff. So I, I, I'm i like you, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I hope it does because again, I, I thought it was a great product. I thought it was something awesome. Um, yep. And I would love to see it come back. I, I you know, now I think they do it. The right way involving social media and and you know Twitter and getting it on Facebook getting it on Twitch and some of these you know just different platforms I think that would be awesome um so again I yeah. mean, there you know there's a ton of potential there there's there's a, a ton of potential um it, when I saw the list of cities I was kind of like ooh, because yeah, I mean I'm an East Coast guy so I was kind of hoping Albany you know maybe in New York city uh maybe a Boston you know jacksonville maybe charlotte you know you just go yeah. kind of baltimore you go up and you know seaboard but i would love to see it come back you know if there's games in baltimore you'll hopefully uh you know i would love to do something again with them if not i'll buy a ticket myself and go to the games like i got yeah, no problem I, doing that i,
0: I personally I, i'm with albany being in the national arena league now i that they have they have antonio brown as part of their ownership group I, now there's a big, i was gonna uh, ask you about <laughs> right, what's
1: going on here today? Antonio trying to get them trying to kick him off the field on uh on Saturday or whatever. Did you see that video? No, I didn't see that video. I know
0: he was in the state. He was on he was on the field on during halftime. He's in the stands for the uh, arena uh, for Albany's kickoff. But I guess the big to do now is uh, who actually own not so much who owns the team, but. On the website, it just shows Antonio as the sole owner, and it's not—it's not, it's not tr- necessarily true. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. part—he's part owner with uh, local ownership, so mm-hmm. it's just really strange situation. But I have a feeling that he was brought in so they could jump ship because
1: he's, he's the name. They go to he's, the he's arena. He's a big name. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's—it's. He's big he's name. Big he's going to write video. the big check. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But the video again, it was like it was halftime or something, and he's walking along the back of the end zone, high fiving people. And guy comes up who I guess who works for the arena, and you could hear someone's um, recording, and you can hear the guy go, "You gotta get off the field. You gotta get off the field." And and mm-hmm. A-, A B in his typical like A B fashion is like, "I don't gotta do nothing. I don't gotta do nothing. I own this. I own the team." And the guy goes, "Oh, you don't." And he goes, "I'm the owner." And the guy's like, "No, you're not." And again, he seemed like a pretty high up high in the building. And it was just kind of this back and forth where Antonio eventually makes his way to like the exit. And then like a switch flips and he turns back around. And because you're like, all right, good. He's going off the field. There we go. And then he turns back and he goes, What are you going to do about it? You gonna make me? You gonna make me? And then it's like Oh no! Just get off the field. But it's—I <laughs> I literally saw that today, and I meant to be like, I gotta ask him about that because I didn't know if you were there or not. I didn't know what the—I the was, was not. I
0: was—I was watching on television that day. I, unfortunately, I was—I didn't get a chance to get my. Press pass in time, but that's okay. Maybe from the maybe maybe the rest of the season, just to see what's going on. We'll send A.B.
1: an email, and we'll make sure that credential gets that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: the show is called No Credentials Required, so.
1: You know. <laughs> Bro, We're, on We're on brand. We're on brand. You know, if, if A.B. doesn't need a credential, you don't need one either. You could, you could pull A.B. and just be like, listen, listen, I, I got it here. I know what I'm doing.
0: I, I'm with him. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's my credential.
0: Yeah right, Eric. Thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate you coming on and being a good sport and talking about your article. Talking about the Orioles. Talking about some arena football. Where can the people find you?
1: On Twitter at e d i t t i twenty two. I will warn you. I tweet a lot. I, I the old. Um, I forget who it was. There was an old NBA player who tweeted out like, "I don't have any tattoos on my right arm because it's for shooting," and I joke about that. Like that's me with Twitter. Like volume tweeter i will tweet them out all of them but when they hit they're good so again if 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 you're not a fan of people who tweet a lot you know you don't have to follow me it's fine but again <laughs> EDI, EDI 22 um, i try and mix it up a lot uh, baseball nfl we're talking nba caps when they're good in the nhl but yeah that the um the exit 52 podcast again on twitter and instagram and, and all that good stuff but uh yeah you know just trying to trying to make it fun for, for the, for the, the the Baltimore fans. So that's, that's my goal.
0: All right. And we have our, we have past episode, no commercials required. I think it was two years ago when you when you, uh, mm. when I got the chance to interview, that was a fun time. So, but Eric, come on back anytime. We'd love to have you. You're an oh, awesome yeah. guest. We really appreciate you coming by and, uh, talking to some, talking some sports with us.
1: You you let me know you know you drop me a link and out there in like two or three minutes uh, as quick as I can get set up. All right, awesome. Thanks again, Eric. Thanks again. All right, thanks, guys.
0: All right. So that was Eric from Barstool Sports and the Exit Fifty Two podcast. Before we get to our regular scheduled discussion, let's go. Let's take a trip over to the comments section. We got Jeff S saying hello. Drew Willingham, given the uh, given the what up
1: oh, uh, us, man. emoji,
0: <laughs> Kevin Wilson says, "I smashed the like button. I don't know how responsibly I did it." <laughs> well, wow. Kev, Kevin, if I know you, you're responsible, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know you smashed responsibly. Jeff says, "I can follow the sports talk. The metaphysical timeline is a flat, a pancake, etc." Loses me. Yeah, <laughs> lost me a little too. Uh, Kevin says waffles are better. Ooh, it Ooh, ones, I mean, I mean I, I'm a bubbles guy, too, but I mean, I love pancakes, too. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's the thing. We might have to do a breakfast bracket. We might have to Ooh. do that for a, for a Saturday show.
0: Yes, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Walker the Saints says reds in our similar boat. Smallest crowd in 20 plus years on Monday. 7,375, according to the Dayton Daily News. Ouch. Oh, wow. How true. I mean, it, it could be one of those teams that could have a reverse a reverse, uh, <laughs> yeah, a reverse yeah,
2: boycott. You know, I kind of hope that this takes off for the A's so that other teams see it and they go, hey, we, we should do this too. Let's let's prove to the ownership that if you put something on the field, we'll be there.
0: Jeff S. says, Orioles division is so tough. Blue Jays fan here. Have our teams in Tampa Bay and New York, and Sox are usually – Good, too. Uh, The Sox are – they're not what they were a couple years ago. Their pitching is kind of suspect, too. They can smash the ball, but pitching is kind of –
2: Yeah, I do agree, though. From years of watching primarily AL East baseball, it's one of the toughest divisions in there because you usually have at least three good teams.
0: It's true. Uh Wonko says, time is a pancake is from Bridget's Dumpster Fire. Jeff, shame on you. Uh, by the way, we have a couple of friends. Wonko and Jeff are from a community, uh, a, 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 a friendly internet community. We're, we're both, fan- we're all fans of the show Dumpster Fire with Bridget Phetasy. It's an awesome show. Uh, different YouTube channel. Check it out. It's hilarious. Uh, Kevin Wilson says, Mullins is on my fantasy team. That would be great if he could hit like he's capable of doing. Uh Jeff's replying to Wonko says, ha I know what people are refer- referencing with time. Sometimes it's the Vonnegut stuff, too. But when I really think about it, my Homer Simpson voice comes in with, I like syrup on pancakes. <laughs> 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 mm, pancakes. And Wonko, I forgot to show this to, to Eric, but he says, shout out to Barstool. By the way, I love you guys. Thanks for being here, Eric. Well, thanks for being here with us, Wonko. We really do appreciate you yeah. stopping by. So now we're going to get into other Major League Baseball topics with some MLB news. And the Tampa Bay Rays finally, finally lost a game on Friday night. Uh, They lost to the uh, two Jeffs, uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They are they, but they, before they did that, they joined some exclusive company, joining only the 1982 Atlanta Braves and 1987 Milwaukee Brewers as the only 13 and 0 teams in the modern era. Now we talked, but we touched on this last week, Dustin, and we probably won't want to review it again. But mm-hmm. is Tampa capable of reaching the World Series? Oh,
2: I don't know if they're capable of reaching the World Series in my eyes, but they are. De to me, they are definitely a playoff team, and mm-hmm. uh, I think they could make it. They could make it far too. I think they could surprise some people. But as far as as far as the World Series, I don't know if it's in the cards for the Rays
0: this year. Yeah, it's a long season. We're only in the third week of, I think, third or fourth week of the season. It's just a long. It's a marathon. Yeah. It's a bloody marathon. So um, time will tell. Right now they're sitting on top of the baseball world at 14-3. and Uh, They're three and a half games ahead of the New York Yankees for first place in the AL East. But speaking of the Yankees, talk about Garrett Cole. Oh, yes. Is Garrett Cole the best pitcher in baseball?
2: I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He's certainly looking like it. Uh, at the current at at the at this early juncture in the season, um I think I believe he's four and oh, his whip is like microscopic. uh Let's let's look it up here. He's got a he's got 32 strikeouts and a 0.741 whip and his ERA is point 0.9, not uh, 0.95. According to baseball reference, he. And I'll, I'll tell you, especially with the way the season has started, pitching overall, there has been some, some struggles with, with pitching. It's kind of been, uh, the purported aces of their teams have had, uh, up and down starts. Like they'll, they'll look good for a start and then they'll get shellacked the next start. Or it's the opposite. Somebody, somebody gets, uh, absolutely taken to the woodshed and then their next start, they come out. But Garrett Cole has looked consistent and, uh, He's been the anchor the Yankees need, the ace that they hoped they were signing when they acquired him uh, a few years ago because he did have – he's had some shaky periods in New York, you know. Uh, but he's looking – he's looking rejuvenated. He looks healthy. He's looking ready to go. I mean, he's he's mowing people down out there like we always knew he could.
0: Yeah, he's – as you mentioned, Dustin, he's looking like every bit of the $300 million Yankees uh, back the brinks up truck to pick up the Brinks truck up for uh, in 2020. My issue with him last year is that he didn't, I didn't feel like he established himself as the number one starter. He was 1A. Mm -hmm. Nestor Cortez was 1B. Now Garrett Cole is one, is your ace. He's the established ace. He's established himself as the alpha male of that rotation. Mm -hmm. And if he could keep this pace going, he's leading the majors in a lot of statistical categories. Uh, he's already got a complete game. He's also got the shutout. He had a complete game shutout the other day against Minnesota. And by the way, did you see that what happened with Domingo Herman on Saturday?
2: Oh, I didn't. I did not see that. No, I was probably okay, so, out thatching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so John Boy Media has an awesome breakdown of what happened. So apparently, what happened was the umpires were complained that Domingo Herman had too much rosin on his hand. What he was doing between innings, he was applying the rosin on his hand and he was mowing down the twins. He mm-hmm. was mowing them down like crazy on Saturday, on Saturday afternoon. I think he struck out seven of the first nine batters. The, the he, faced. Wow. So he was gonna have an excellent game. Yeah. So the umpire told him to wipe his hand or wash his hands. So there wasn't too much, uh Rosin on the on his hand and he's like I told you to wipe your hand you know you wash your hands you go wash your hands and it kept him in the game so that he was allowed to keep the, keep pitching and twins manager Rocco Baldelli had a bleep show. <laughs> <laughs> he had himself a bleep fit uh so to speak and got himself tossed from the game and he had every right to defend himself and give a reason why but but it's just it just reminded me a couple of years ago when when Donalds when uh, was it Donaldson called out Garrett Cole for the sticky for the uh, sticky substance on his uh, on his pitching hand, and yeah. you know, the Major League Baseball said no you can't use that anymore, and he was having a terrible year after that. But I guess bygones are bygones in that department. But but yeah, Derek Garrett coming back coming back to where I was before. I mean, this rotation is this is a good rotation for the Yankees. The solid mm-hmm. rotation between Cole and Cortez. Herman is starting to come around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Severino is coming back hopefully very soon. Rodon, unfortunately, is still having back problems, mm-hmm. so they're going to have um, um, can't remember his name. All of a sudden.
2: Is it uh, Burrito? Brito, he yep. got he got shelled his last start. With the, yeah, he got he
0: got yeah, the, the twins, twins jumped all
2: over him. Yeah,
0: they did. go at the tune of nine runs. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even make it. Out, didn't even make it out of the inning. Yeah. So it's uh, but no, no. But the rotation's in good shape right now. They're, they got plenty of run support. Like mm-hmm. Giancarlo standing, of course, was notwithstanding. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, <laughs> another go on the IL one more time. Again, mm-hmm. so. This is a good rotation. Garrett Cole is definitely the the alpha the alpha male of that pitching rotation. Like, arguably, yeah. he could, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I know yeah. people will say people will say Otani or Webb out in San Francisco or or uh, even Justin Verlander, but I don't think even Justin Verlander's considered the best in baseball right now. I mean, he mm-hmm. could turn it on at a at a whim, but. Or or Max Scherzer, you could argue he's yeah. also the best. But yeah. I think for my money's worth, right now, Garrett Cole is the best starter in baseball.
2: Yeah, I would I would say, and people are going to call us out and say that we're biased, but I would say as of right now, go right he ahead, is, do it, do it. As, as of right now, he is, uh, especially just because he's been consistent. I mean as a as a person who has Aaron Nola on his fantasy team I know I know what it is to have an ace that is not consistent to start the year you know <laughs> and, yeah. and it seems like a lot of pitchers are in that same boat right now like I said at the beginning so Garrett has uh, he's taken the mantle right now and he's kind of on that on the Yankee teams he's taken that what I would say in recent years recent ish he's taken that CC Sabathia role of CC when he was pitching in New York, he established himself. He said, "I am the I am the person that wants the ball. I want the ball in a shortened playoff series. I want the ball even when he was not pitching his best. He always wanted the ball, and he wanted to pitch in the big games. And he was, uh, you know, he was he was flexing his his status those years. And I think that uh, I think that Garrett Cole, as you said, he's he's starting to do the same thing now."
0: So moving on to our next topic, which is there are three teams, three teams right now that are in first place in their respective divisions that are pretty surprising this to this point. you got Texas, who's in first place in the AL West, Milwaukee, first place in the NL Central, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place in the National League West. What is going on, <laughs> Justin? <laughs> out of the three teams that are – the, I would consider the most surprising division leaders. Who do you think is the most surprising division leader of all, all three of them? No, well,
2: for me, I think it's got to be the Diamondbacks. It's got to be the Diamondbacks. I mean, you, uh, it's not that they don't have talent. I mean, they have Corbin Carroll, who was who was widely regarded as one of the best um, young players in baseball. I think he was a highly highly rated prospect when he was when he was coming up. Um, and they do have, they have, in my opinion, some underrated players. They have, uh, Christian Walker at first base. He's, he's good. Um, they do have, but the biggest surprise to me so far has been their pitching Dre Jameson, who narrowly missed out on their rotate on the fifth rotation uh, spot in spring training, they put him into the bullpen, and he kind of he kind of got his feet under him in the bullpen, and then he's he's they moved him into the rotation, and he's kept right on going. So uh, he's he's been looking okay so far. But I, as I said, they they don't they're it's not like they're devoid of talent. But I think considering the division that they're in. Nobody thought that they could keep up. I mean, you got off the top of my head, you got the Dodgers in their division. You got yep. the the Padres, Padres in their division. Mm-hmm. You got, um, I mean, even the Giants. Rockies. Yeah, even the Rockies. We know what the Rockies can do at, at Coors Field, and sometimes outside of it, you just I I did not think that Arizona would be atop this position, uh, this division. I, I mean, Madison Bumgardner has not looked good since he's since he's gone there. He, he is not the force that he was for the Giants. And they've got a couple of prospects that maybe didn't really pan out the way they thought they were in Nick Ahmed, a couple other players, but it just it seems to be coming together for the, for the Diamondbacks right now. And uh, they've got some people like Alec Thomas. He's a young prospect for them. If he can keep it up, I mean, who knows? But to me, this, that's the most shocking because of the division they're in. Um, do you agree? I mean, what's your pick for the most shocking team?
0: I disagree, and I'm going to tell you who my uh, most surprising division leader is. This is the Texas Rangers. Okay. Uh, I talked about them a few weeks ago. They, they had – to open the season, they had a surprising sweep of Philadelphia, and they just absolutely dominated them <laughs> from yeah. the first game through, all the way through the last game. They had the three-game sweep sweep of the of the Phillies. And they kind of they were kind of down, they were down a little bit. They they were uh, struggled against Baltimore, struggled against uh, the Cubs, but then they come home and they beat they beat Kansas City. Uh, they take two out of three against Kansas City. Then they take two out of three at Houston.
2: Yeah, that's that was impressive. impressive. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's impressive. And and they're they've won six out of their last eight. Uh, they just they 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 beat Kansas City last night or two night they beat Kansas City yesterday. They shut them out for nothing, and it looks like all the investments that oh, I say I would say investment. Some would say buying yeah. players left and right, but I would say investment of personnel like Marcus Simeon, Corey Singer, uh, Jacob Degrom, who unfortunately had to leave the game uh, leave uh, yesterday's game with arm soreness, but hopefully he's he won't be. He won't be on any on the aisle anytime soon, but you also got to remember their manager is Bruce Bochi. Bruce yeah. Bochy is a winner. Yeah, Bruce Bochy won three World Series titles with the Giants, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to win, and it, they're they're matching the success they, that the that the uh, um, was it the Tony La Russa White Sox did. Couple of years ago, when they were in first place, when they were finishing, when they went to the playoffs in 2021, you say, "Oh, Tony La Russa, he's too old, he's too old-fashioned. These players will identify with him." Every player, no matter what generation, identifies with winning. They mm-hmm. want to win. And when the when the Rangers hired Bruce Bochy at the age of 68, five years out of retirement, you thought, "Ah, oh, this is just this is just this is a terrible move." It's just, it's just a Bruce Bocce's past his prime. No, he's got them in the first play, in first place in the AL West by two and a half games right now, and that's against. And granted, Texas is a team that is missing their one of their best players, and Jose Altuve is going to be out for another, I think, I think, another month with that broken thumb. Yeah, uh, but this is a team that uh, I. Didn't see coming. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody saw it coming. And then and no. again, you also have, you also have Seattle in the same division too. So uh, it's, it's yeah, right now. It just, just for my money, it's Texas. You can Texas. Is such a, they, they, they brought in all these players. They also got prospects that came up um, that that can have come up through the system. Yeah. Um, like a, um, let's see who I got here. Like a Josh Young. And then an mm-hmm. Al Dallas Garcia, Garcia. Uh, they're starting to starting to put together, so mm-hmm. I think I think if they, you know, I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> we both said this is only April. <laughs>
2: yes, this is only yeah. April. Yeah, and but
0: it, it's a long season. But right now, those are the those are the that's the team I, I think is more surprising.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it and to your point, it may be early, but this team just looked like it was going to implode. You know, it had all the it had all the makings of oh, they're overpaying for. For Degrom, and they're you know it's a typical throw money at things to try to make it work, but and they went out. They're doing
0: the reverse Yankees, where they're spending all this money and they're not winning; they're losing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, it's uh, it's come together, and I and I think I was always a I was always a fan of uh, Bruce Bochy, former catcher, I believe, if memory serves, as a lot of managers are, but. You know, I remember he was managing he managed the Giants and I think he managed the Padres for a stretch as well. Yep. I mean he's he's been around a long time. He knows no. what he's doing.
0: And as I've always said, Dustin, my, my theory is that catchers make the best managers.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: My whole yeah. opinion.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of truth to that for sure. Um but yeah, what a what a start to the season for both for both those teams i I think <laughs> we didn't expect any of the starts that we've had in their cases
0: so Jeff asks any thoughts on the Blue Jays stars Vlad Bichette, Manoa etc team as a whole it's a, it's a solid team I, I think it did, I, I, they got great hitting they're offensively offensively they're I think they're they're a solid team uh pitching wise
2: oof. That's my.
0: Well, tough, well, tough. That's uh, that's my
2: main that's my main question, uh, Jeff. I wanted to know if you had any um, as a as a fan of the team because I don't I don't follow them to the degree that you do. But I have two questions. One, are you worried about Kevin Gosman? And two, what the hell's going on with Jose Barrios? When they traded for him from the Twins, he looked like he was going to be the ace of their staff, and he is like. And Barrios is one of those guys, and it's maybe because I got hypnotized by him multiple years in a row for fantasy baseball. But you just you look at the pedigree of stuff that you have and, and you can see these like starts where he dominates and then he just the wheels come off. Barrios is not when when the when the twins got rid of him. I was like, what is Minnesota doing? This is a classic, you know, you can't, you build your team around this guy. You don't, You build your rotation around this guy. You don't let him go. But now maybe the Twins were clairvoyant. Maybe they knew something that the rest
0: of uh, baseball did not. Now we also want to give an update on our Battle of the Bryans. <laughs> Battle,
2: <laughs> of the Bryans. The Battle of the Bryans.
0: Battle of the Bryans. i gonna make a graphic for that. Uh, <laughs> My guy, my Brian, Brian Reynolds, uh currently hitting 324 with five home runs and 17 RBIs with a very surprising Pittsburgh Pirates. While for the uh for Dustin, Brian Anderson of the Brewers, 298 batting average, three home runs and 15 RBIs.
2: All right, all right. I'm still close. Still close.
0: Yeah, the the triple crown of the Brians is up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick commercial break we come back we're going to talk about some stanley cup stanley cup playoffs so thanks for listening to no credentials required this episode of no credentials required is brought to you by invader coffee for the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price, in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BellyUp at checkout, and receive fifteen percent off your order. That's right, folks. Invader Coffee, some of the best coffee I've ever had. Uh, I've got the the Outlander blend. If you if you go to the link in the description, that's our show link. It's our affiliate link for the show. And you order some Invader Coffee. If you go, if you order any any amount of bags of the Outlander of the Outlander blend. You will be entered to win a muscle car, a Chevy SS Camaro, which looks pretty dang sweet. If you go to the website,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want a Camaro? You know, who
0: wouldn't want a Camaro? (laughs) (laughs) But we're looking for some of the. I mean, I I I bought a a bag of the Outliner. It came within, I think, two days. It was it was shipped out pretty fast. But yeah, that's real fast. It's a really good blend. I enjoy it.
2: I haven't had it yet, but I I have enjoyed many, many of their blends. I'm still loving the donut dealer right now. That's, that's, that's been uh, one that I've been enjoying each weekend.
0: All right. So if you go to the link in the description, either on Facebook, YouTube, or on the podcast side, uh, you go to the descri- link in the description, you order from that link, you use promo code Up at checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, you also help the show by, uh, by uh, ordering from our affiliate website. So, let's talk about some Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Dustin, the Stanley Cup playoffs began yesterday. Uh, they began last night. Some games going on right now. Unfortunately, my New Jersey doubles are down 2-0 to the Rangers at the end of one. Lightning are up 2-0 against the Maple Leafs, which is oh, a little boy. surprising. Watch out for that li- those lightning. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But we're going to talk about our Stanley Cup picks and – Dustin, I, I'm curious to hear what your picks are. Who you have got in the in the Stanley Cup final, and who you got winning?
2: Well, and and people will question me. They're going to question what I'm doing, but I have the Bruins, Bruins, and my beloved Oilers, who lost in overtime last night against the Kings, uh, mm-hmm. much to my chagrin. I have the I have the Bruins winning in seven. Am I trying to do a reverse Jinx? Maybe. Maybe.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean the Bruins, the Bruins just look they they looked great all season. They're gonna be tough to beat. They're gonna be tough to beat for sure. But I'm hoping my Oilers could do it possibly. But I think the Bruins might take this one.
0: Now I've got the reverse strings going for my team as well, the New Jersey Devils. I have them advancing to the Stanley Cup final to meet your Edmonton Oilers.
2: Oh man, what and a I matchup have- that would be.
0: That would be hey look we went to that matchup last last uh, New Year's Eve yeah uh, down in New Jersey for for Oilers for Oilers Devils and what a magical game that was not, yeah that was not wild. because Devils one not because of Devils won but just how the wild that game entire game was from start to finish yeah yeah it's crazy if they meet in the Stanley Cup final I think it's gonna the same thing is gonna be true but I've got the Oilers beating the Devils in six games but hey. Not gonna happen between now and uh, now and late May when the Stanley Cup final begins. But I'm what of the opinion that I don't believe you know, the President's Trophy. That some people will say it's a curse. There's a curse in the President's Trophy because the team that typically doesn't, the team that typically finish with, finishes with the top record in the league, doesn't go all the way in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, The last time, or it doesn't win the Stanley Cup. The last time that happened was 2013 when the Blackhawks won the the Stanley Cup. And that, I think it was, that that was the abridged season, if I remember correctly. That was an abridged season. So, uh, but I do want to show one video from last night. And this is, uh, this is just basically uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, who was brought in from the uh, from from the Detroit Red Wings uh, near the trade deadline for a first round pick uh, Stevie Y bringing in those uh, uh, bringing in those uh, and he's gonna uh, get and he's gonna those, get those those uh those stockpiles those, those draft picks uh, he decided he, I I I'm one to believe that he's being brought under the wing of a certain uh, pest named Brad Marchand. <laughs> he did some <laughs> Did some pesty behavior last night. I want you. This. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Dustin. I want you to take a, take a look and see what he did. And he's going to get tied
1: up here with Nick Cousins, so he just takes a stick <laughs> into the bench. Cousins wants it back. Bertuzzi says you can't, and now I'm going to try and break it. Now he couldn't break it.
0: It bounced up, so he's like, "Nah, I'll just leave it right here." And the linesman ends up coming over and shuttle- And He's going to get tied up here with Nick Cousins, so Damn. yeah. Todd Bertuzzi being a douche, and I'm here for it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Remember how unstoppable Todd Bertuzzi was in NHL '94? I don't think you, <laughs> you couldn't stop
0: him. Well, and a Colorado courtroom would beg to disagree. Yes, so.
2: that is true. That don't is watch true.
0: that. Kid. Don't watch that. Kids, don't watch that video. Oh, poor no, Steve. Mo- poor, no. Steve Moore. Yeah, poor Steve Moore. Yeah, it was.
2: It was terrible. It was one of was the dirtiest. Sad dirtiest things uh but yeah no that's that's pretty that's pretty ridiculous especially going next level and trying to break it
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I mean you just take a stick he's like I don't want I want my stick no you can't have my you can't have your stick you can't have it I'm gonna break it Right in front of you, but that's that's the that's the that's the expect, expected behavior of the uh, Big Brad Bruins from this year. But I mean, I know Dustin, you have them going to the Stanley Cup. But you got them winning the Stanley Cup final uh, for the Reverse Jinx. I, like I said I, I'm one who doesn't believe who who believes that the <laughs> the President's Trophy winner doesn't typically win the Stanley Cup, and they don't. Mm. Um, that might follow suit this year. I know some team I know we've had teams in the past like Detroit and Tampa Bay who have finished who have finished with the most wins or tied for the most wins in NHL history and they were they've been unceremoniously dismissed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember in '96, the club Lemieux, Chris Draper, I can't believe they had to shake that guy's freaking hand situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the lightning in 2019 getting swept
2: oh, by yeah. the
0: now terrible Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yep, that was, that was the most surprising one. That was, yeah, yeah that was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that was. <laughs> well, before we wrap up the show, we're just going to take one more commercial break. I just want to tell you about Caldera Labs. And it's very exciting news. We now have a new partner with no Crystals required. That is Caldera Lab. Say like goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where nine out of 10 men experienced healthy and visibly improved skin. Caldera lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. And today we have today and forevermore until they stop with us. <laughs> we have an exclusive it's offer. You can try for yourself and you can try and, and wonder why, and you get to see why so many men trust Caldera labs for their skincare needs. Go to caldera lab.com. That's C A L D E R A L A B.com. And our promo code, no creds at checkout, and you get twenty percent off their best products. Uh, I got a chance to try some of their products. I, listen, a forty-five. I'm, I'm a forty-five year old man. You guys, start, when you hit a certain age, you guys take, you guys start taking care of your body more. You got to take the, care of the physical aspect, the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspect. Physical aspect is a big one, and this is the this is youthful glow right here. Yeah, the yeah, looking crease. good. Look at his face. It's a youthful glow. It's back on my face. 40, <laughs> it's radiating off of you. It's radiating. It's, it's, if, you see, if you see a glow coming from uh, Saratoga County in New York, that's probably this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> so go to Caldera Labs, dot com, and use promo code no, no creds at checkout for 20% off your order. Now we're going to end this show with... A new segment I call Ryan's roast.
2: <laughs> Ooh!
0: Yeah, look at that.
2: Just Marshmallow.
0: <laughs> Go make some s'mores with this one. All right. So I went to the. I was perusing social media this afternoon, this evening. And I saw su- Dustin. I sent you the. Uh, I sent you the tweet from uh, the <clears throat> the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> Football team, who? Oh man! And I'm not sure what kind of mind they were in when they thought of this to reward their players from last year. The The Arkansas Razorbacks football team went to the Liberty Bowl.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I know Dustin. You don't you don't really follow college football that much, and mm-hmm. but I know I know you might pay attention a little bit to some bowl season. But the Liberty Bowl, the Liberty Bowl is typically played before, like somewhere between Christmas and New Year's.
2: Yeah, right? it's one of the ones that kicks it off, isn't it? Is what you know? It's not like,
0: yes, it's part of ESPN's Bowl Week presented by whatever company sponsors. that. Uh, yeah,
2: Toastitos, something. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan's Roast it's toasty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I just want to say this. The the Arizona, the Arkansas Razorbacks finished with a regular season record of six and six. They <laughs> barely, barely crested that line. They barely, they met the bare minimum for bowls for for a bowl game. The bare minimum these days. It back in the day when I was watching, when I was first started watching college football, the bare minimum for a bowl game eligibility was like eight game, eight wins. Now it's six, but so many bowl games out there. Now it's only six. Yeah. What you're doing is essentially you're rewarding mediocrity by giving your players a ring yeah. for a 7 win season.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What the heck? <laughs> Wait, come on. I mean, I mean, look, I've never been to Arkansas. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to belittle the efforts of the players. I know they worked hard. Actually Arizona, Arkansas was Arkansas was one of my teams on my radar to watch last year. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. And they met the bare minimum for bowl wins. But a ring. I mean, it's like I mean, it's like it's like Bart Simpson, that gif of Bart Simpson taking the cake of at least you tried and throwing it in the trash. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is the participation trophy of college football rings. I mean, I know the, the University of Georgia, they're gonna get their rings. TCU will probably get their rings for advancing in the college football playoff. Conference winners, they could probably get rings. I know the, the uh, Ohio State, whenever they beat Michigan, they get the golden pants necklace. But you're awarding with a you're awarding a team that had a seven win season and went to a middling bowl in the middle of bowl season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs> What I, what really struck me too is like they edited that together. They had like the sound over it. They, and they spent were,
0: the money. Uh, spent money they spent money on diamonds. Yeah, and on they that were, ring.
2: And they were zooming in. They were zooming in on the diamonds. They were like, you know, this is the this is the greatest. Yeah, maybe maybe they went to Jerry Jones, noted alumni uh-huh. of the of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and they were like, hey, Jerry. You throw us some extra cash, we'll throw yeah. you a and, ring.
0: In, in lieu of a, of a endowment donation, can you pay for these rings? Yeah. <laughs> we really want to reward our players. Oh, my gosh. And, again, I'm not belittling the effort of the players, but this is just – it's just – it's
2: – Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speechless. I mean, I, I know this is Ryan's roast, but this is absurd. <laughs> this is completely absurd. Now it is, and
2: and we've all had those divisions, especially in football in recent years. You know, the NFC East hasn't been too good. Now this past season, it was it was a great division to watch, um, but there there have been years where it's called the NFC Least, and then we all remember well, at least I remember um, the year that the Seahawks got that NFC West division title with a record of seven and nine.
1: Mm-hmm. Now they
2: now now they did go on to beat. New Orleans were the defending Super Bowl champs. That game still, that was that was the Beast Quake game, that was the run. But that would be like if if uh Seahawks brass at that time in addition to the 7 and 9 division championship hat and t-shirt that everybody gets that you get for winning your division. That'd be like hey guys, this one was really special to us. Let's get custom <laughs> custom 7 and 9 NFC West division necklaces or something, you know, we need something (laughs) special to commemorate this occasion. That's what this feels like to me. It's like going the extra mile.
0: You're, You're going the extra mile for no purpose whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oh my goodness. All right. Well, this has been the first ever and maybe last edition of Ryan's Roast. <laughs> <laughs> you sound
2: so, I'm so dejected. <laughs> I mean it's it's like I mean
0: it's it's, it's like that uh, that meme of the of the Indianapolis Colts. Banner when they went to the wild card. It's like, hey, oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. we
0: finished. We finished with the bare minimum of the uh, college football. Yeah,
2: college football yeah.
0: Broadcast. I mean, I mean. Do you think all uh, eligible? Yeah,
2: and not and not to the as you've said repeatedly, not to belittle the players in any way. But do you think if you're an Arkansas alumnus? Are you? Are and 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 ten years from now, you're going to look at that ring and you're going to say, oh man. I remember when we really put it together in the Liberty Bowl. You know,
0: I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I but
2: don't I know, know.
0: I know I remember if I remember correctly, the Liberty Bowl is one of the older uh one of the older bowl games in the in the bowl season. I think is the Liberty Independence, the Rose Bowl is the oldest. It's mm-hmm. the granddaddy of them all. Oh yeah. Um, cotton, orange, yep, sugar, like those are, like the big Big time names, big time name bowls, a peach bowl. It's one of the more established ones, but, but yes, you've enjoyed, uh, this edition, the first ever Ryan's roast. So thanks <laughs> for sticking with us. Uh, we're going to go to the comment section before we take off. Uh, Let's see. Let's go here to Latina and Callie. She says, hi, everyone. Hi, Matina. Uh, She asked if it was uh, this Major League Baseball topic. Yes, we were talking Major League Baseball. Uh, Jeff replied to us. He says, Manoa and Gosman have been super solid solid to great stars over the last two years. Barrios was terrible last year, but so good three years before. He is key for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also goes on to say, go, Oilers, go. Good to see a Canadian team win again. Uh, Walk of the Saint says, "Oh Canada!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I need to find Dustin. I need to find the video of um, from from when the Canadian Football League expanded to the United States. There was a there was a singer from Las Vegas who did not know who did not know the tune to "Oh Canada," so he oh, sang no. "The Christmas Tree." <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I gotta find it. Oh, that. Oh man, of the most that's hysterical things I've ever heard. <laughs> Outside of Carl Lewis's. Version oh man! Of international uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, that
2: would still wait. That would still reign supreme oh. because when it starts off terrible, he assures you that he's gonna bring it home. You know, he's gonna bring it back. He's like, "Oh, I got more for you." <laughs> the, I, I remember.
0: And I remember I remember when he, he tries to hit that high note on the rocket's red glare. Michael yeah. Jones looks like goes, What? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. a cat dying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Latina and Cali, she says, LOL mediocrity. Uh, it's okay to be rewarded even if you suck. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean it's, it's true. Uh, Jeff says, "Really like your show, guys. Thanks for putting it out there." Jeff, thank you for being maybe. here. Uh, he also says uh, the rings might help with recruiting. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh, Latina says they need to donate the rings to charity for children's sports. Yeah, they could, somebody could do that. Walco uh, says the ESPN's Football Power Index has my OSU ranked number numero uno. I believe he probably mean, I think he means Oklahoma State University. Head of Bama, no Ohio State University. Ohio State University. Mm, yeah, uh, ranked ahead of Bama, Georgia, and that team, quote unquote, or up north, who be a slat. Last, last two years, do we even have a named quarterback? I, <laughs> I don't know. He also says, "Great show, thank you guys, thank you, Wonko." Hey, for thanks being for here. stopping by, Wonko. Appreciate you stopping by. And before we take off, we just want to remind you about our social media channels right down here below: Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at NoCardsReq facebook.com forward slash no creds req and youtube.com at no creds req if you're watching live or you're watching on the replay thank you for watching on the audio side subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify Spreaker, google play wherever you podcast rate and review no matter how nice or how mean it is we might even read it on the air so for my broadcast partner dustin henry my name is ryan mccarthy we have we hope you have enjoyed this edition of no credentials required where you don't need a press pass and talk sports. We're presented by belly up sports in association with Godzilla media. Again, we want to thank Eric Arditi from Barstool sports for stopping by and talking some baseball and talking, yeah, talking baseball, talking about arena football. So uh, we hope we can bring him back here again, very, very soon. But in the meantime, we're going to leave you until next week. Oh, programming note starting Monday, next Monday, this next, next next Monday, the 24th, we're gonna be on Mondays from now until Labor Day at seven o'clock Eastern time. So we hope you can join us. Uh, same no credentials time to- same no credentials time, different no credentials day. So until <laughs> then, we hope you have a good night. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.
2: All right, good night everybody.